Welcome to Reasonably Fit, the podcast where we'll teach you everything you need to know about health and fitness, but in a much more reasonable way than you might be used to. Think about us as your friendly fitness experts, but we're chill about it. Heidi ho neighbors, <laughs> how are you all doing? <laughs> so we were just talking about um, how we've been binge watching all the trashy Netflix specials, Love yeah. is Blind, Ultimatum. Uh, now we've been searching for things because new episodes haven't been coming out of these new series. And we've been watching old episodes of Are You the One? MTV. Uh, Love it. Yeah, MTV. And yeah, it's been, uh, it's been just a great way to just at the end of the night, we eat our dinner. We don't think about anything. We just watch this sort of mindless TV show and we love it. We love the drama. And like, I, I feel like there's a recurring theme of there's a villain and there's a love triangle. And that's with every single episode, <laughs> yeah. every single series, no matter what the series is, there's something along those lines going on. Um, but I mean, I think it's like no different than watching like House or like a murder mystery special NCIS. It's like, <laughs> There's always the same theme over and over again. And right now we're just on a little bit of a binge on love and drama. And it's really funny because we used to make fun of people who watch The Bachelor because oh we've never we just never personally got into it. But we always watched The Challenge, which was an MTV show. That's yep. like basically just I mean, it's not dating. So I think that's why we were like, like it's no, not it's The physical. Bachelor. Yeah. yeah, it's like cool. It's challenges. We would like <laughs> we always were, would just basically talk about how we wish we could do the challenges. Um, but I was like, I would never want to be involved in the drama. Like I just couldn't live in a house like that. Live in a house. Yeah. With. 20 other people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do really want to be on The Amazing Race. Mm. That would be... It's a I, huge bucket list It's goal. a big life goal. So, I mean, any Amazing Race uh, producers out there who are <laughs> definitely listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, and We're I in. think we have a lot of things going for us because one of the biggest things is that you don't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. And I actually don't know how to ride a bike either. Right? <laughs> Those are two and, of the, like, they're always in there. I mean, we'd have to go through an intense training period, but at least when we put in our audition tape... It's going to be montage. compelling of like, okay, this person doesn't need, doesn't know how to do half the things that the show usually requires yeah. and uh, his wife is going to have to save him or <laughs> put him on his back, put her on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just thinking of like the Rocky montage of you learning how to swim. Like first you're in the pool, just like flailing and then the music hits and you're starting to do I'm the- blowing bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we are definitely watching even trashier shows in The Bachelor now. So we have no excuse. I feel yep. like we should just go to The Bachelor. We're, we're thrilled for The Circle to come out oh, on Netflix. So good. Uh, that one's not even trashy. That's just funny. No, that's just that's just good. It's just quality. It's just it's just good cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so let's get into today's show. We are uh, we're fresh off of our our mega class. This has been our tradition every Thursday. Is yep. that we go take a class at a local um, studio that is just awesome. Just right down. It's, it's like great. five minutes from our house. We just moved here, and it was like one of the first pieces of direct mail that we got and i was like this place looks awesome it was actually one of the first places we saw when we were looking at houses in this town yeah yeah and i was like that looks really cool looks pretty cool and yeah we've been going once a week i actually went yesterday for yoga too so i'm like I'm yeah committed. as previous studio owners it is so nice to walk into the studio and know that it's not yours yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so true. <laughs> know that you don't have to clean something up or like replace something or fix something that just happened or clean the toilets on a whim. Like, yeah. it's really nice to just have instructors there tell you what to do and you can just focus on you. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really nice. It's great. And it's totally out of the class that we've been taking is pretty out of both of our wheelhouses. So it's been really fun to just feel challenged in a completely oh, yeah. different way. It's like very slow movements. It's on this it's called a mega mega former machine um a lot of pulsing a lot of pauses a lot of isometrics holds. it's brutal it's really it's hard. brutal yeah. so the reason why we've been doing these sort of classes right before the podcast is everything that we do is basically in our home yeah whether it's filming our content recording our podcast doing office work everything is from home and in order for to to do this podcast well we kind of need to like bring up our energy levels a little bit. And I feel like if we were just at home and then we just go upstairs, it's not quite the uh, the same level of energy that we want to output. So yeah, yeah. We, we try to do something fun right before that gets us out of the house, gets us in the zone. And then, yeah, it's just a fun little ritual we've been doing. Yeah, we just feel, we feel ready to go. Yeah, feel locked and loaded. All right, so today's episode is what does being fit look like? Does being fit have a look? Um, and we're just going to discuss this and sort of dig into what the assumptions might be around what being fit looks like, if being fit has a specific look, and uh, just kind of give some different perspectives on on that topic. So let's start with a little activity. So mm. I want everyone who can do so safely to close their eyes. Obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. But I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to picture a fit person. So really let this person come into focus in your mind. Start taking note of what they look like, what features about them you're focusing on, and just let that person sort of come into view for you. Now, you probably have a very specific image popping into your head, either somebody who you know or this imaginary person who has very specific features that you are focusing on when you're envisioning this quote-unquote fit person. And now ask yourself why this is what popped into your head. Why was that specific person the person you were viewing? What was it about their bodies that made you decide that that's what a fit person looked like? And while you're exploring why that might be the case, I will just offer a few suggestions as well. For the most part, when we're seeing fitness being marketed or talked about or portrayed in any way, you're seeing the same images over and over and over again. You're seeing the same body types. You're seeing the same features, whether it's in on a magazine cover, in a TV commercial, social media, online, anything, anywhere that you're seeing fitness being marketed or a diet being promoted or a gym being marketed, you're seeing very, very specific imagery. So of course, that's the image that's going to pop into your head when you're just trying to quickly come up with what does a fit person look like. Yeah. I mean, when we were first starting into the industry, it's like our primary influences were magazines like men's fitness, muscle and fitness, women's fitness, um, and also movies as well, like the the superheroes and the um, just overall movie star look. It had a very just classic what you would quote unquote, define as being fit looks like. And I think that was very internalized in our minds as well. And it's something that we didn't even question. Yeah. It was something that was like, oh yeah, that's that person looks very fit. And that's all that it was just very matter of fact. Yeah. There wasn't a like 
why there was never a moment of why is that what I think fitness looks like? It was just like it was obvious. Yeah. Right. And that might be what you're thinking right now too. listening is like, well, obviously a fit person has abs. Obviously a fit person has lean muscle. Obviously a fit person is thin. Like and those things shouldn't actually be obvious. But because we've been just bombarded with this imagery for so long and in so many different areas in our lives, it does become obvious and it doesn't feel like anything that we should challenge or that we should push back against in any way yeah and i think this is this is where um especially if you are a fitness professional you're able to slowly the more you gain experience you're able to slowly sort of unlearn all of this because you work with so many different types of people who have different types of goals different types of experience levels, different types of things that they're trying to aspire to do. And you see that fitness is so much more of a broader term and broader quote unquote look than what the media mainstream fitness wants you to make it seem like it is. Yeah, exactly. And so I think when for us early on, we weren't really questioning this. It was just like, we were pursuing it ourselves. We thought that all of our clients were probably pursuing it as well. And then like you were saying, it was like not until we heard and saw so many different people just striving for other things. And, and then, but (laughs) it's driving for other things, but then feeling like they couldn't be even proud of their accomplishments when they achieved those things, because in the backs of their minds, if they didn't look a certain way, they weren't deserving of feeling proud of themselves. And that's when we started to be like, oh, this is a real problem because we were giving so many like compliments and we were were feeling so like genuinely proud of people who were coming in and they were finally getting their first pull up and they worked so hard and they put in so much time and they did all this stuff. And then we, we would be like, oh my God, you did it and celebrating. And yes, they would be happy in that moment. But then the next week they might come in and be like, you know, I just feel like I, I don't know. I just am hating how my clothes are fitting and I'm hating how I'm looking and I just don't feel fit. We are like, you don't feel fit. Like you just spent a year working toward this goal and you accomplished it and you worked hard and you were consistent and you came to the gym, but you don't consider yourself fit because you don't look a certain way. And it started to really come into light that people were only validating themselves or feeling proud of themselves if they looked a certain way and other accomplishments were just getting pushed under the rug because... They just felt like they were insignificant. Yeah. I mean, there were so many different instances where we would be celebrating our clients and our members on how consistent they were, on how strong they were getting on their deadlift or their bench press. Or like you were saying, the pull-up. The pull-up was like a monumental goal for so many of these people. And I remember we would have them sort of write little wins down so that they would start to get proud of themselves and start to recognize all the good things that were happening. And we'd have people just be so proud of themselves, but then they would on a whim, like step on the scale and they would just totally derail everything. It would negate everything that they've sort of experienced thus far with fitness. And it would be such a negative um, experience. And we were like, you know, these people are so fit they're doing Olympic triathlons, sprint triathlons, they're going out and running 10Ks, they're deadlifting double body weight, they're doing all these things that are so like physically intense and like so impressive, but yet they would just diminish themselves because they quote unquote didn't fall into this very small box of what fitness looked like. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was becoming so prevalent that we 
were realizing as we opened our own gym that that was something that we very specifically wanted to combat. So mm. when we were trying to figure out like the imagery, the branding, all of those things, we were like, let's try to create this space where our members aren't feeling like that anymore. Like that was one of our main goals was that we want people to feel like they are deserving of feeling proud of themselves yeah. no matter what and especially no matter what they look like. And so we actually put together a video. This was, it's really funny. We'll, we'll uh, play a clip from it because this was way back when we were just starting to put out some content and we were definitely, we were definitely we're rough. Awkward. We were rough around the edges. We were awkward. We didn't really know where to look. It's funny because we're both, you were holding like a heavy camera in selfie mode. Yeah. So like your shoulder was like shaking. It, it's a good like nine pounds. I was in, the amount of mistakes that we made or that I made specifically, <laughs> it's like I must have been holding that thing for 30 minutes because by the end, it's like, it's like, what's that movie? The Blair Witch Project. And it's like <laughs> shaking back and forth. I'm like, let's just get this piece of content done. <laughs> <laughs> but our main goal with this piece of content was, I think what it was called was redefining what fitness looks like or redefining fit. Yeah. The meaning of fit, I think is what it was. Um, so let's we'll play a little clip from that just so you get a sense of where we were coming from back at this time when we put this together. Yep. And you get to define what fitness is going to be for you. Fitness is about striving to improve at the things that you want to accomplish. And so once we can start to adopt this idea of what fitness is, then we can start to realize that fitness doesn't have a look. And that means that fitness is going to look different for everybody. So how you define fitness for yourself shouldn't be defined by how others define fitness for themselves. So this idea of looking fit doesn't exist. And if we stop focusing on looking fit and start focusing on being fit, based on the definition we explained before, we're going to be able to help so many more people. This is why we've been doing our exercise demos and our tutorials with our members. We always start laughing when we see these old videos <laughs> of ourselves. It's so funny. I mean, one one of those one of those sentences in that little clip, Jason was focusing oh so God. hard trying to get that sentence out. And you can tell I'm laughing a little bit next to him because you can tell it's like the 300th time he's attempted to say it. it was, I mean, yeah, this was like six or seven years ago. And it's just, yeah, it's 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 it was uncomfortable. But we were making some pretty good points. So yep. whether we were awkward or not, we were making some uh, some pretty valid points. So I think we want to just sort of expand on some of them today. But the, the purpose behind that video is that we were trying to, it was sort of like a call to action to other trainers and also trying to get our members to see that we believed that they were fit. We viewed them as fit and that there are all these different ways to define what being fit is and what being fit means and that it doesn't have a specific look. And the call to action to coaches and trainers out there was to continue this message and to start to try to broaden their marketing, broaden their scope and idea of what fitness looks like as well so that they can then bring that to their members and make them feel just more proud. Yeah. And really with that video, I feel like we really started to sort of solidify our ethos and our mission um, a lot more. And with that, I think we started to take control a little bit more of just overall fitness narratives in our gym. And we really sort of rebelled against that and so it's like right around that time we got rid of the scale at our gym let's like like let's let's not have this be even an option for people to weigh themselves we got rid of the body fat measurer and we made it very intentional with our team we had lots of meetings around this to not celebrate anything that was body look sort of oriented and make everything be based upon celebrating the process, celebrating consistency, celebrating effort, things like that, as opposed to the classic like, 
oh, you look so great. Oh, you look like you've lost weight. That means it's a good thing. Yeah. And we really just kind of had a lot more clarity behind what we wanted to accomplish. And this was only after, I mean, we've been in the industry for seven plus years. And before that, we would just kind of fall into the same traps. Like we're like, oh, we're supposed to weigh people and check their body fat and like compliment them if we think their clothes fit better, quote unquote. And it wasn't until making that video where we, it almost opened our eyes too. Yeah. And we're like, you know, why are we putting so much stock into some of these things that we're just agreeing because it's just out in the zeitgeist? Yeah, yeah. And I think that once we created that safe environment where there was no expectation of looking a specific way mm. from the trainers to the staff to other members, like there was just no talk of your body looking a certain way. The talk was all about, you know, you accomplishing the goals that you're setting out to do for yourself. And it was very focused on being consistent or, you know, accomplishing a strength goal, things like that, that were just so much less focused around your body. And so it just became this place where there was no expectations. And once we took those expectations away, everyone was able to just let their guards down. Mm. And people were then able to celebrate themselves and celebrate each other in such a more positive way and feel really genuinely proud of themselves without then having to justify like, but I know that I don't look fit, but I am. But I like it. it there was none of that. It, yeah. it did truly start to be this place where you just got to celebrate. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, because of that, because it's a safe space where you can be proud of yourself and be happy with what you're doing and the, the progress you're making, like the better that feeds into your whole journey overall. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, people believing themselves is a really big part and missing piece of this puzzle. And then maybe it was serendipitous or maybe it was just that one of those things where you just kind of start to whatever you're thinking about, you start to see it everywhere. But we did feel like we started to see a shift in mm -hmm. the industry. And there were I feel like we there were a couple of different reasons why this might have been happening or why we might have been feeling this besides just the fact that we were in our little bubble <laughs> that we had created. But I think one of them was that Instagram had sort of started to mature when at that around that time Instagram was still mostly like selfies and just pictures. Belfies were a thing. <laughs> Belfies were a thing. They probably they still they are. They probably still are, yeah. Um but it was like there wasn't video I don't even know if there was video on Instagram yet at that time. Yeah, and you're so right. it it did start to mature into people putting out more content as opposed to just like half naked selfies. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit more of a maturity surrounding fitness and you got to see different bodies and different people putting out fitness information. So that definitely felt like it was contributing to a little bit of a shift away from just this is what you're supposed to look like into this is just some general knowledge about health and fitness. So yeah. that felt really good. There were more like creators entering the platform. When it first started, I feel like it was people that were confident enough because they fell into the classic look of being fit and that's what the content was putting out. And then as social media started maturing, Instagram started maturing, more and more creators started to put out more and more content. And then you started seeing a more diverse sort of variety of what fitness looked like, what different goals looked like, what different uh, aspirations looked like and became a lot more of a mature platform, I would say. Yeah, definitely. So that was a big contributor. There was also a really big push at that time to focus on strength, mm. which it, it created some of its own issues, like the quote that's like strength, what is it? Strong, Strong is the new skinny. Like that's problematic in a lot of ways on its own. But the push was focus on strength 
over appearance. And yeah. so that was something that was sort of helping to push the needle forward in terms of there there are other things that matter more yeah. than what your body looks like. It at least kind of shifted or expanded the conversation beyond just purely aesthetic and looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, CrossFit became really popular at that time as well. And the focus of CrossFit was performance for the most part. So there was, again, it was sort of this focus on trying to be strong, trying to be able to accomplish these really hard workouts. And like, again, none of these things are are perfect as standalone <laughs> items. Like there are issues with those sort of inspirational quotes. There are issues with CrossFit, but they still were pushing the needle forward in terms of getting people out of the mindset of fitness was just specifically you have to look like this in order to consider yourself fit. Yeah. And then going along with that, like media publications started putting out more than just the classic look of being fit. Like the ESPN bodies issue, oh, yeah. that was, ma I feel like that was like a big, almost like cultural moment where they would showcase athletes from all different arenas and they were at the highest level of their sport, but their bodies looked different because their sport required different demands of them. And so, Side by side, you would see people that were figure skaters and then Olympic weightlifting athletes and then sumo wrestlers and then NFL linemen. And like you would just see just an incredible array of people performing at their peak performance, but looking completely different, but still under this realm of fitness. And I think the, the bodies issue was a really cool sort of cultural moment at that time. Um, that really kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to like, okay, there's more to being fit than just looking like a quote unquote bodybuilder or a figure competitor. Yeah, absolutely. I love the body issue so much. That's such a that's such a great point. And I think there were also other publications that were coming out at this point because I think the only magazines that were really prevalent in terms of health was men's health and women's health, men's fitness, women's fitness. Like those are basically the big ones, yeah. right? But then Strong Magazine came out. There were just some other, again, focusing on strength. There was also social media platforms that started to be focusing on these things. So Girls Gone Strong is one that comes to mind. They, they started a huge movement. Yeah. They started a really big movement of just like, I mean, what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just focusing and, you know, encouraging women to focus on something other than what their body looks like because a lot of the pressures in this realm are, are definitely on women. I'm not to say that men don't experience those same pressures, but I think women do to a higher degree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, it did feel like, okay, things are really changing. Like things are definitely turning around in terms of, or at least opening people's eyes up to other ways to be fit outside of that classic thing that's been shoved down our throats. <laughs> but more recently, I feel like we've been noticing a little bit of a, a backwards trend in in this arena and we kind of wanted to explore why that might be happening um because it just feels like yeah we were kind of going in this really solid direction and then we've noticed a lot of comments on even our own bodies on social media that we didn't used to get and we've just been seeing a lot more people kind of putting out very not nice <laughs> messages about people's bodies and we're like what is happening like what is what is happening here i think partially it's a lot of it has to do with us sort of leaving our bubble. Like mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of this happened right around 2020 when the pandemic first started. We closed our gym or we were at least locked down for that year. And then we closed our gym the following year. And we were sort of out of our sort of safe space bubble that we've cultivated that, you know, going back to like the more you look for something, the more you find it. And the fact that we didn't have that sort of space meant that we are now more exposed to 
maybe everything else that was going on in the overall zeitgeist. Yeah, that's a really good point. It probably wasn't, maybe it wasn't even that it was happening more. It was that just we were exposed to it more or we weren't like our focus was taken away from all of these, the positive movement because it was, wasn't there for us anymore. So yeah. now we had to be kind of facing reality. So maybe this has been, if you're listening and you're like, none of that has happened <laughs> for me, maybe it was just our reality. And you're like, no, I've been consistently receiving these messages since forever, since I can remember. I haven't really been exposed to some of these more positive views around bodies. And that's, so it's possible that for some of you out there, you haven't had those safe spaces or you haven't been opened up to some of those different uh, things that we brought up. And for you, maybe you are like, no, it's still very prevalent and things haven't gone backwards. They've just continued to stay the same. Yeah. Now, like, you know, going back to the early day, early stages of the pandemic, one platform really popped up and started taking over social media, which was TikTok. And TikTok... <laughs> Sorry, it just reminded me. It felt like you were introducing TikTok as like this thing that people might not new. know about. And it reminded me of the, there's an episode in The Office where <laughs> Michael Scott, like, he's like... He uses reverse psychology, and then there's like a, <laughs> there's like just a video of him being like reverse psychology is, and he's like explaining what reverse psychology is, and it's just funny because it's like everybody knows what reverse <laughs> psychology is. So I just feel like there was this platform. There's this platform. I don't know that if you've heard about it. <laughs> anyway, I apologize for interrupting. It just really struck me funny. <laughs> anyway, so TikTok really popped up during the pandemic. I feel like everyone was at home. No one knew what to do. Everyone was bored. There was even a TikTok sound that went viral. It was like, I'm bored in the house and I'm bored. I'm bored in the house. But anyway, with the advent of any new sort of social media platform, before it matures, there's like kind of like a flock of creators that come to the platform. And it is, I feel like it's kind of like lowest hanging fruit in the type of quality of content that is being put out there before it starts to mature, just like Instagram did. And I feel like TikTok had this sort of influence where all these, especially these young creators, were again sort of flaunting the original look that fitness is quote unquote should look like. And you would see all these ab shots and all these booty shots and all these sorts of different ways where they would say, oh, look, I'm fit. If you want abs like me, do this workout. If you want legs like me, do this workout. And it was kind of like going backwards a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I remember when I first got on the platform, I was like, oh, no. Like that was my initial reaction because, of yeah. course, we're going to get fitness content pushed out to us, you know, as the the top type of content we see. And it was it was it was just do this ab workout. And the videos were so quick because mm -hmm. they were only 15 seconds yeah. at the time. They were so quick and they were like get abs like mine. Like that was like the first shot. And then it was just somebody doing like three random ab exercises. And I was like, this is what we're doing on this platform. Yeah. Like this is, we've gone so far away from this, especially on Instagram and YouTube. It felt like things were really maturing. And I was like, oh no, this is, this is what's happening. But it was, it was definitely hu a huge part of feeling like we were going backwards a little bit. And then that sort of had a little bit of a ripple effect because now Instagram, who, which is a mature platform, the algorithm reach was going down. Mm -hmm. Instagram then inserts reels into the equation to sort of kind of combat TikTok and get followers uh, or for get, get uh, an audience back from TikTok. And now all of a sudden, all these creators on Instagram are like, oh, no, my reach is going down. I need to step on my content game, put out reels, which are adjacent to TikTok, 
So they look to TikTok for inspiration. And then suddenly now Instagram is again going backwards and doing the same thing. You know, we talked about it last week, what I eat in a day videos where people flaunt their abs and then say, if you want to look like me, you have to eat this way. If you want to have abs like me, you need to do this workout. And it just became such more of this kind of like dumbing down of fitness and more aesthetic driven view of fitness. And I think a lot of it had to do with this sort of TikTok reels algorithm sort of approach where now these creators feel like they have to do that. They have to show more and more of their body to stand out. They have to do more and more ridiculous workouts to stand out. Like they're doing 15 backflips in a row to 25 box jumps to power cleans to getting medicine balls slammed at their stomachs while they're running on a treadmill. Like It's (laughs) insane workouts. And it's like they're trying to just get exposure and get more awareness. And it's like everyone just clung their way forward with this more, more and more ridiculous workouts, more and more ridiculous body shots. And I think that's kind of where the sort of backward trajectory has started to happen. Yeah, definitely. And then there's also the influencer marketing side of things where that's become so prevalent. And they are the people that you're seeing on the, on a regular basis. If you're opening up Instagram, you, you are seeing influencers on your feed and they're marketing specific products and they're using their bodies to do that. Yeah, and totally. they're, they're, they're feeling like they have to, right? Like there's this comes from all directions. An influencer who's doing this is problematic, but also the company that's asking them to do it is problematic. But there's, you know, there's so many layers to why this continues to get perpetuated because people just keep feeling like this is the only way an influencer is making money on Instagram. This is their job. And if they are getting told that they need to look a certain way to market these clothes, to sell them, to To get likes, they're going to have to do it. And I mean, they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to, but they're going to feel like they don't really have a choice. And so yeah. there are just so many layers and a lot of it is social media that are now putting putting us back into that idea that fitness does have a very specific narrow look. Yeah. And something else kind of unhealthy that's also happening is a lot of these content creators realizing that in order to like they, they keep digging themselves into a hole because now they're starting to take, you know, performance enhancing supplements and steroids and all these sort of things to, again, make their physique something that's even more unattainable um, through the use of drugs in order to, again, stand out more and hopefully be hired as an influencer for these companies. And it just makes this look so much more unattainable. And now you have on these social media platforms, you have this sort of like classic look that's going on that's been augmented by performance enhancing supplements. And now people look to these people as like the gold standard of fitness. And that sort of shifts people's perspective, especially kind of the younger people on what fitness should actually look like. And I think that's why you see so many now negative and just hateful comments to people who were posting on Instagram before, not getting hate, being celebrated for showing their level of fitness at whatever for whatever purpose that they were trying to achieve. And now they're suddenly getting hate, yeah. right? And we've been experiencing it too. Like we've been getting tons of comments about how we don't even look like we work out. I got one that was like, it was, I was showing glute exercises yeah. and like I genetically have a smaller butt. And like, that doesn't mean that I can't, 
demonstrate a glute exercise and that I can't educate somebody on a glute exercise, right? And I yeah. got like three comments on that post that was like, looks like you can't even take your own advice. Looks like that's not, those those glute exercises aren't working for you, babe. Like, And I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, I was pretty shocked because we didn't used to get stuff like that. And I never said in that post, like, I never did a booty shot and said, get glutes like mine. Right. The point behind mine was like, your glutes are a very important muscle. You should work them. The reason that you should work them is because they're going to make you faster. They're going to make you stronger. Like these are all things that you want to try to do to help you enhance your overall fitness. And that was the point of my post. It wasn't do these glute exercises to look like me. But because that is so prevalent and because that is what most people are putting out, that was the assumption from people reading it and then or viewing it. And then they felt the need to attack my body and the way I looked because it didn't live up to the standard that they expected from a fitness influencer or um, a fitness professional. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you've been getting you've been getting a lot lately, too. Yeah. So there's this one ad that I've been featured in um, for a specific fitness company. And I talk about my experience with the product and the amount of sort of negative comments, especially around my body, have been kind of outrageous. Um, like in, in the ad, I would say something about like how I've been more consistent because of the piece of uh, equipment. And I got this comment. It's like, looking at this guy's physique, I can tell that consistency is definitely a problem for him. Oh my God. (laughs) Someone's like, wow, look at this puppet fitness expert who doesn't even work out that much. He isn't even ripped or cut. His muscles are full of water and sodium. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And it's like, it's just like never ending like i i can just scroll through an entire list of these sort of comments um and one one part that i found interesting was one person said why would i even get this you don't even look like you work out and i clicked on his profile and he's like an ifbb pro bodybuilder and it's like yeah of course to this pro bodybuilder i don't look like his definition of fitness and so i responded back i said I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. I want to be able to move like an athlete. I want to be able to move fluidly. I want to be able to play with my kids, go up and down without pain, just like be able to move fluidly. And that's not the look that I'm really going for. We just have different goals. And then I saw him post on someone else's comment within the same ad. And he said, why would I want to look scrawny like, no, if I wanted to look scrawny like you, I would get this piece of equipment. And he was referring to the person that was commenting. That was commenting. And the person that was commenting on the ad about how it was helping him was a runner. The guy is like a marathon runner. And it's like, he has a totally different goal from you. He's trying to be as lean and as light and as mobile and as fluid as possible to complete races faster and better. And he doesn't want to look like a bodybuilder. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is where there's such a narrow conversation of what fitness should look like and it's like to this bodybuilder it's like everyone should want to aspire to be as big and as jacked as a bodybuilder and most people don't want to be that yeah and i think we talked about this in in previous episodes and in the trailer of this most people don't want to be a pro bodybuilder they just want to be reasonably fit and for me that piece of equipment helped people to be reasonably fit and all these people are coming in and saying that you know, I don't look a certain way and that that's why this piece of equipment is bad. And it's just like, it's just an interesting insight into this whole fitness puzzle. Yeah. And I think that really opens up a great conversation around that fitness 
like you like we were saying at the very beginning, fitness doesn't have a look and fitness doesn't even have a definition outside of what you want it to be. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we've come to in having this discussion is like you get to define what fitness is and what fitness looks like for you. And nobody else gets to define that for you. Yeah. And this this guy was trying to define what fitness looks like for all these other people who he has no other context about. He has no other idea about what they're trying to accomplish, what who who they are and what they like to do in their lives and how much time they have, like all of these things. There was zero context. He just assumed that this is what fitness looks like. So if you don't look like that, you're not fit. And he put that on somebody else. And that's not okay and everybody listening should start to evaluate what does fitness mean to me and that is the only thing that matters so all this to say this whole podcast was basically just to bring more awareness to this whole situation and hopefully empower you to really define what fitness looks like for you yeah like whatever your goals are you might be a runner you might be an olympic weightlifter you might be someone who gardens a lot you might be someone who is a parent and has to take care of multiple kids. Fitness is going to look different for everyone depending on what you want to do. And that's just what being fit is, right? Just being capable of performing tasks that you want to be able to do. Yeah, and that opens up so many possibilities for so many people who might even think that they don't even have the option to be considered fit. You know, somebody might be in a wheelchair and think, I, I can't be fit because I can't use my legs. Mm. But for them, if the task that they want to accomplish is to do a 5K in a wheelchair, like they can do that task. And if they accomplish it and they work toward it, they're fit. Mm -hmm. And it just opens up all these opportunities for people who might see the classic imagery and just think, I can't be that. I can't look like that. Whether it's that I don't want to or whether it's that I physically could never. And so should I even try? Why should I even be pursuing fitness in any way? But when it opens up to this idea that you get to def define fitness for yourself, you get to determine what it looks like and what it feels like to be fit, you get so much more inspired and you feel so much more empowered to actually go for the things that you want to accomplish. Yeah. And instead of diminishing yourself and diminishing your body because it doesn't look like this very narrow view of fitness, you're able to celebrate and say, hey, this is my body and it's capable of performing the tasks that I want to carry out. And it's so much more of an empowering feeling that you can then kind of leverage into more and more better fitness success. All right. So with all of that said, let's do a little activity again. Ooh. So if you're if you're in a place where you can do it safely, close your eyes. I want you to picture a fit person. And I hope that right now you're starting to picture someone that looks a little bit more like you. Somebody who wants to accomplish things that you want to accomplish. Somebody that wants to be able to do the things that you want to do. And hopefully you're coming into view in this moment where you can realize that you are a fit person and you are valuable the way that you look. You can consider yourself fit. You can be proud of your accomplishments because you're beautiful and perfect and fit. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's getting emotional. I just really hope that people can actually do it. You know, it's not, it's sometimes it's easier said than done. And I think a lot of times the classic look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful activity is great in theory, but when you maybe don't believe it, it can be really hard. But mm -hmm. I think if you can close your eyes and picture yourself as somebody who's fit, that feels a little bit more, you're not looking at yourself and critiquing yourself. You're just looking at, you're closing your eyes and seeing yourself doing the tasks that you want to do. You're, it's almost more like manifestation or visualization of just something that you 
believe is positive for you and it, and taking away the focus on looking at your body and convincing yourself that you love it because that can feel so it can you can be so far removed from that place that that can feel that activity can actually feel more damaging than helpful but this hopefully gets you to a place where you can just value yourself in the world yeah so if we had to wrap this whole podcast up in a nice neat little bow <laughs> we have a few short statements to close it all out yeah i think if we we're just gonna give some pretty solid takeaways number one is fitness doesn't have a look period yeah number two you get to define what fitness is and looks like for you nobody else gets to define it for you you don't get to define it for somebody else you define it for you and number three, don't diminish your accomplishments and your successes in your own personal fitness journey down to what you look like. It's not what's the most important. Yeah. What I think is kind of a nice full circle moment for us is we were nervous when we first were putting out Rise programs online with our Facebook group. We were nervous. Can we replicate the same safe space feeling from Achieve Fitness, our gym, and replicate it online, digitally, with the Rise Facebook group and overall community. And we were nervous about that because achieve it took a lot of conversations behind closed doors, team meetings, very intentional, just ways that we kind of influenced the culture a bit. And we were like, you know, we're, we're not going to have nearly as much sort of say over what goes on from a digital platform but we've been very fortunate that a lot of the Rise members, especially the OGs, have sort of latched on to a lot of these, um, a lot of our sort of like our mission and have really helped to shape and cultivate the Rise community and make it so much more of a safe space where people feel like they can kind of let their guard down a little bit, um, have uh, pride in what they're doing, celebrate things like consistency, take away pressures from the fitness industry on beauty standards and body image stuff. And it's just been really cool for us to have this come full circle and have the sort of achieve ethos live on virtually through the Rise Group. Yeah, definitely. It's been so cool. We're, we're very grateful to some of those original people who really set the stage. I remember mm -hmm. when we first started Rise, I think we had like five people consistently posting in the Facebook group and yeah. they kept rallying around each other because it was a small group. And so yeah. they were each other's support system. And so it, it started that way because it was a smaller group. It started as just being excited to see someone else doing the same workout that they're doing. And the way that we used language, you know, from the top down from us to the members that started to post, it just became this natural organic place where you built each other up. And yeah. so now when somebody might post something that isn't as positive, people are just like, oh, that's we don't really talk about things in that way in this group. And people will audit the the messages in the comments yeah. for us or they'll tag us and say like, hey, I'm just going to flag this as something that might not be as positive in terms of body image and we can have the conversation. And I think for us, something that's really important is always considering everyone in the situation. And so not yelling at or blocking i mean unless it's very bad <laughs> blocking the person or you know publicly shaming them for the thing that they said because we have this understanding that they're saying this because they have this deep-rooted understanding of what fit health and fitness yeah. looks like and so it's not their fault yet 
because they maybe haven't heard from anybody. They haven't heard a different perspective. And so it's on us to provide that other perspective. It's not on us to shame them and make them feel bad and make them just go away into a little hole. It's our it's our opportunity to actually say like, hey, you know what? This is actually how we approach this type of situation. And what this person's body looks like has absolutely nothing to do with the way that they're lifting this weight yeah. <laughs> or whatever the, the, the comment was. And so I love that we have that that space to have more of a back and forth and more of a conversation. And we've learned through having the gym that it, it does take time and it doesn't, it isn't one interaction that just continues to get heated and heated and heated. And that's what you were seeing in those comment sections mm -hmm. where everybody's just bashing each other and then people feel defensive and then they just go further into their point that they were trying to make in the, in the first place. Right. They just yeah. get, they put their stake in the ground harder. <laughs> and it's like, if you can just open up the idea that, Maybe there's another way to consider this. Maybe there's another way to think about this without making that person feel bad. We have much more of an opportunity to actually make a, a real change. Yeah. And I think this is why we created this podcast in the first place, right? Just to have these open conversations in a way that's not like, oh, we're going to teach you a lesson. We're going to shame you into thinking in either end of the spectrum. It's like, okay, let's have an open conversation and dialogue about this, explain both sides, and let's make sure that we all come to a mutual understanding of where each side is coming from. And just, again, have a more reasonable approach to fitness and to uh, just this whole dialogue around fitness as a whole. Yeah. So hopefully we, we accomplished a little bit of that today. <laughs> just a little, one little drop in the bucket and we'll just try to keep keep doing it. So we really appreciate everyone who's been giving us suggestions on topics mm. to cover because it really helps us to know what is relevant and what is sort of what things you're dealing with on a daily basis that might be making you feel less fit or making you not feel as comfortable in the gym, things like that. So keep uh, keep giving us suggestions at Reasonably Fit Pod on Instagram. That's the specifically the podcast Instagram page, or you can always DM us at Jason and Lauren Pack. Thank you for all of the ratings and reviews so far on iTunes. It's been really helpful. Also, just really nice for us because it's unlike Instagram or other social media platforms where you get like immediate feedback and comments and likes and all that. The podcast, we're like, I don't know. We don't really know if people like it. Do like some like people it? are commenting. But uh, when you leave a review and a rating, it just helps us to just get more focused and more excited about just doing more of these. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Sweat out. Happiness in. That time we definitely switched. Yeah, we did. Because yeah. <laughs> I say happiness in and then you say yeah, love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>